Welcome in, everyone, to the newest edition of Courtside Heat, the podcast. Today is Friday, August the 7th, getting you ready for the weekend. And there's only one way to do it with the man, the myth, the legend, the founder of Courtside Heat, the man that Woj comes to to actually get information we got Josh. Josh, how you doing, pal? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing absolutely fantabulous if there is such a thing. It's been a crazy week. Uh, the last few days have been, uh, you know, kind of off uh, off the hook basketball-wise. We're going to jump into all of that. What's, uh, what's kind of your impression of the week so far? It's been a crazy up-and-down week between, like, injuries, the games... And just some crazy picks that backfired on me. Yeah, so in, in this in this particular edition of the podcast, we're going to jump into some of those injuries, right? Young Ben Simmons. Are the 76ers ever going to avoid this nasty injury bug that seems to plague them pretty consistently as things go? We had a little bit of Kobe Bryant talk this past week, but... Uh, not in the way that you would normally think. And uh, we had a couple people clinch the number one seeds. I think we know who they are. Plus, we're going to get a little bit deeper on some other injury news outside of Ben Simmons. Uh, we're going to talk about the bubble. We're going to talk about the Suns. We're going to talk about the 76ers. And we are going to introduce a new segment that will take the internet by storm. It will take the betting world by storm. It will take FanDuel by storm. Uh, predictions sure to go wrong by Josh. So if um, some of you uh, were listening uh, last week or last uh, last podcast, uh, you would have made some money. You would have definitely made some money if you would have done what I suggested, going the polar opposite uh, of of what Josh said. So, look, with that, look, uh, guys, as always, www.courtsideheat.com. Not only does Josh break it down in detail in ways really no other site does it. Doing deep dives in individuals, classic games, current games. We got all the breaking news and scores. We got people just hanging out on the site all day long kind of looking at that scoreboard, going all the way through. You don't have to be bogged down by all the garbage that ESPN makes you kind of watch and listen. We got amazing videos on there. And as always, if you're more of the social type, which we totally understand, you can follow Courtside Heat on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Parler. Yes, Parler. And uh, we love Parlor because it's a little less noise, a little less. It seems like the obnoxious people don't know how to spell Parlor. Maybe um, they don't know how to find their way there. I'm not even really sure. Parlor, cool place, good place to have a lot of really good conversations. So is the Facebook page. So is Instagram. And if you feel like punishing yourself uh, on Twitter as well, uh, it's Courtside Heat everywhere except on Instagram. I believe it's Courtside Heat N B. A. Is that right? Yes, you are correct. All right. And then, as always, uh, the store is live and open for business. Um, Getting low on Jordan cards. Getting low on LeBron cards. Still have a lot of the uh, the old school starting lineup guys. Books, DVDs, you name it. Rare cards, 
common cards, but common cards are making a huge comeback, guys. Don't sleep on the guys from the 80s and their common card, what that's going to look like five years from now. Ray Allen, for some reason, is flying off the shelf, which is very cool. Uh, people really into the Alonzo Morningstar lineup figure right now, which is really cool. So uh, go to courtsideheat.com, click on that shop button, and, uh, you know, pick yourself up some cool gear, some cool swag, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Are we done shilling? I think so. All right, we're done shilling, uh, so we're not going to mention courtsideheat.com and then uh, clicking on shop because we've already mentioned courtsideheat.com shop and we already talked about all the LeBron cards, the Jordan cards and you know all the other cards Stockton, uh, Dream Team stuff we, we've talked about all that so I'm not going to mention again courtsideheat.com shop right because you can go there actually as you're listening to the podcast if you so desire you won't miss anything just by going to uh, courtsideheat.com uh, shop and in the coming week we should be also on um, outside of uh, SoundCloud, which is probably where you guys are listening to this now, maybe on YouTube, but we're also going to get going on, uh, uh, what is that, Apple, uh, iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, as we're doing that, you can always go to courtsideheat.com and click on the uh, shop button. All right. Topic number one, coming out of the gate hot. Let's talk about it. Ben Simmons' knee injury. I know you've been, uh, you know, scouring uh, your sources, uh, being online, doing some investigative stuff. Talk to us. What's the situation with Ben Simmons? See, uh, Ben Simmons, it was crazy because the 76ers were happy to have him back after the, um, well, before the NBA ball actually started because you got to remember that pinched nerve, so they started to go with him. But until, like, last game, Simmons went down, grabbing his knee after an offensive rebound. Offensive rebound. And people saw it. it was, he was going to be okay like the last injury he suffered. But, no, it's a dislocation of his left knee, which the 76ers aren't happy about. And they're not um, optimistic that he's going to be able to make it to the playoffs. Now, this can be... A whole new ball game for the 76 because now you have to worry about August 17th, which should be the playoffs. And now you only got like Tobias Harris and Joe and Joel Embiid, which we'll get down to um, in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, here, here's what we're dealing with right now 76ers are going to be without Ben Simmons for the foreseeable future, right? So it's not like they're losing any three-point action, <laughs> right? But they are they are missing their floor general, right? And they're actually calling it a subluxation of the left kneecap. For all you plebs out there, that means dislocation uh, of the kneecap. And, and, and there's no timetable, right? But good news, no ligament damage. Uh, Sixers head coach Brett Brown said... You know, he wasn't really in a position to provide any sort of timeline, which kind of makes sense right now for a potential return for Simmons. Uh, he was saying this on Thursday, but said the team would have more information in the coming days. Uh, Simmons himself, uh, when interviewed, was incredibly optimistic about his return uh, this season. You know, so that, like, like Josh said, the injury occurred late in the third quarter uh, against the Wizards, just grabbed his knee, right? Dumped the ball down to Horford in the post. Horford was called for an offensive foul. 
Uh, and then, you know, Simmons just started flexing that leg. Something says something wasn't right. Checked himself out, you know, underneath his own power. And obviously, Elton Brand, uh, Duke Great, was right there. But that's a huge blow for them, considering the fact how hard he worked during the season that was suspended, that he was able to return back to action. And, uh, yeah, like what you talked about, he was sidelined with that, that nerve issue in the lower back. And, man, he rehabbed like a crazy person. Uh, just to be able to get back. But, you know, uh, the Sixers are going to be able to complete their eight-game seeding slate without Simmons, yeah. right? And so they don't they don't necessarily need him for that, but they will certainly hope to have him back before the postseason gets underplay because the truth of the matter is I don't... <sighs> what Simmons does better than most is that he provides the spacing of the floor, right, uh, for Embiid specifically uh, to to get off the shots that he needs to get. Embiid's not a big inside player, so you need more spacing of the floor so he can kind of do his mid-range stuff and all of that. So, look, you know, it's it always seems that way. You know, the guy that's sideline, rehabs like crazy, gets back. That's been the tricky part about this, this – uh, uh, this this sort of restart that nobody's talking about is uh, who was the guy literally got back in action, tweaked his hamstring, like uh, he was going to the scorer's table and like pulled his hamstring. I have no <laughs> idea, but he played like two seconds. Who was that? Well, was it Jamal Crawford? I have no idea. Jamal Crawford, though, 642 years old, <laughs> Jamal Crawford, and he's still got a better game than most. I take Jamal, uh, Jamal Crawford on, on my team. So, look... Uh, I really sincerely believe as 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 Ben Simmons goes, the Sixers go. Um, yeah, just just unbelievable. Uh, and by the way, speaking of 76ers, um, I saw you tweeting like a madman. Um, there was a Markel Fultz sighting, obviously right number one overall pick with uh, the Brian Colangelo uh, run 76ers Sixers prior to Elton Brand, I think, but. Uh, he went five for five, looked like an all-star, then, you know, did nothing after that. But there was a Markel Fultz sighting. So very, 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 very cool. All right. Best of luck to Ben Simmons. We'll keep you guys updated. Check Twitter uh, because Josh is always breaking medical news, the latest news, before tip-off, during tip-off, after tip-off. If you stay glued to it, Courtside Heat on Twitter, uh, you're going to get that information first for sure now this one this one's a little perplexing because we're going to talk about somebody that well quite frankly i love (laughs) um but this kobe bryant talk this past week uh uh, threw me uh for a loop and actually there's some breaking news today in regards to the person we're going to talk about but um kobe bryant in the news People talking about Kobe in relation to um, Devin Booker. Devin uh, Booker. Now, Devin Booker's a bad man. But did you know? And I don't know if you knew this. Do you know uh, the Suns are out of the gate four and zero? By the time some of you may be listening to it, the Suns are up against the Heat on Saturday. I have no idea what time it is, and I don't really care. You can look it up yourself. Um, do you know that us starting out, us, that's right, I said us, starting out 4-0 and is the first time 
Devin Booker has had a four-game winning streak his entire career. It took him that long? Think about how great he's been and how bad, bad these teams have been. That starting at 4-0 in the, uh, in the restart is the first time Devin Booker has won four straight games. But, as you know, they were playing who? Um, they were playing the Clippers. Yeah, I remember that game. They were playing the Clippers in their... Yeah, they were playing the Clip. And um, I, I got to tell you, you know, it was... Uh, first of all, uh, Mikhail Bridges, the, the defensive play to even get the ball where, you know, Devin Booker had, uh, you know, a chance to uh, hit that game winner. Uh, PG-13 couldn't have played him any better. I mean, he was on him like his underpants. It was <laughs> un. Believable. Devin hits a sick game winner, and then the next thing you know on Twitter is that he's being compared up to Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Not Kobe Jones. Not Mike Bryant. Not Kurt Bryant. Kobe Bryant. And look, uh, everybody wants something special for Devin Booker. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean... Uh, recently named to his first all-star team and all that kind of stuff. But, man, let's relax. It was a sick game-winning shot, right? It really was. But why do we need to go to extreme calling him like the next Kobe Bryant bringing up Kobe Bryant comparison to him? Speaking of comparison, if there's a bigger idiot in the NBA, I mean outside of Woj, uh, if there's a bit and Mark Cuban uh, <laughs> and LeBron James, but if there's a bigger idiot in the NBA – then Draymond Green. Oh, my. I, I'd love to see who. Draymond Green, really, uh, he's only known for one thing, is kicking other guys right in the gonad <laughs> as, as he's playing. Right? I mean, so his his best form is either kicking a dude in the crotch or hiding behind Steph Curry and Clay Thompson all this time so people don't understand what kind of an inept putz he actually is. Uh, but he was on Inside of the NBA Today uh, with Ernie, and uh, he was calling for... Uh, Devin Booker uh, to uh, leave the Phoenix Suns. And to show what kind of just an outrageous buffoon this walking piece of human trailer trash actually is, think about it. Uh, the Suns are finally putting a quality team around Devin Booker. They got a great coach in Monty Williams. Robert Sarver is staying out of the way. He got a max contract, and he doesn't have to play with dopes like Draymond Green. So, Draymond, uh, as much as everybody appreciates your amazing insight and your one-syllable responses, because that's what you're actually able to utter, you putts, uh, the truth of the matter is do what you do best. Simply kick people in the gonads and keep giving Steph Curry the ball, and somebody will actually pay you money that you're not worth. And I've actually spent more time on this piece of garbage than I should have. So that's the breaking news when it comes to Draymond Green and Devin Booker. Look, I mean, the guy, first of all, it's tampering. Uh, but, you know, why would we want to enforce a rule? Because, you know, Adam Silver, uh, I mean, he's got the biggest ears I've ever seen in a human <laughs> being. He should be able to hear everything, but they won't do anything about it. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, uh, if I was Devin Booker, I'd much rather be on the Suns than the current Golden State Warriors because... You guys thought you were pretty smart in getting, you know, Andrew Wiggins, and that was good in giving up D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was great. You 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 gave up you gave up D'Lo to have a first pick bomb. Okay. So all right, 
enough Devin Booker. Look, Ascend's going 5-0. and At least they're making the restart interesting. This is what the NBA was hoping for, is that somebody uh, in that 10th position would kind of catch fire, kind of make things interesting. Memphis is holding on. Portland's doing their thing. Um, I tell you what, though, if the Suns win tomorrow, they beat the Heat, which is going to be an amazingly tough out, right? Eric Spolstra, who should have been considered one of the coach of the years, this guy just absolutely gets no respect whatsoever uh, because, you know, the fact that he had to, you know, deal with uh, just outrageous egos like uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade and, 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 Chris Bosch, uh, yeah, so the man should actually get a Purple Heart. But anyway, uh, they're playing unbelievable ball right now. They're going to be a tough out in the East, especially if Ben Simmons doesn't come back. I would actually make the Heat the favorites over the over the Celtics and 76ers. I think he's a better coach than uh, Brett Brown um, because, you know, everybody thinks anybody coming from the Popovich tree has something to offer. Popovich is trash. I mean, if you can't win with Tim Duncan and David Robinson – uh, they actually, they should have won more. So the truth of the matter is, uh, Greg Popovich is, um, you know, he's like, um, I don't know, uh, Phil Jackson's dirty underpants in comparison to the coaching tree. So uh, let's talk about who wrapped up number one seeds in their conferences. This is probably the biggest no-brainer of the restart. Josh, lay it on us. Okay, so this comes from no surprise. It would be the Bucks and the Lakers. Now, what you might not know about this the Lakers won the whole conference. They're number one. Just looking at all the standings. But just honestly, when you have two um, powerhouses like LeBron and Giannis, you're not going to be able to stop them. They're going to score. They're going to get their teams to win. And they've been playing amazing this year. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, LeBron has amazing talent. He's just a jerk off. But... Uh, you know, Giannis, uh, boy, sky's the limit. And once he figures out his body, his game, actually gets a shot that doesn't look like, you know, Bill Cartwright, uh, it, it'll actually be really solid. But look, this is this is really no no mistake. I actually said the Heat uh, were, you know, contenders over the Celtics and 76ers. I, I just don't, the Bucks are so darn inconsistent right now. Uh, I don't know who they have outside of Giannis. I know we got a little Chris Middleton, but when's the last time he mattered? Who did he ever beat? Um, I mean, what else? What else is there? There's not that second go-to, that third go-to. At the very least, uh, Laputz has uh, AD, and um, that's a big deal. I mean, AD is an MVP cali- caliber sort of guy. And I'm not quite uh, convinced that um, the Lakers beat uh, the Clippers in a seven-game series anyway because Laputz will do what he always does is choke. Um, but anyway, yeah, number one seeds, uh, no big surprises there. I think the East is going to be the toughest out this year, uh, even if Ben Simmons is is kind of gitchy. Uh, everybody's sleeping on the, on the Celtics and whatnot. So, yeah, there you go. So, uh, listen. Big news uh, coming out of playoff implications with another injury. Yeah, this was a massive blow to the Grizzlies because Jaron Jackson Jr. done for the season, um, knee injury, and it would it's getting bad for Grizzlies. Even though they're still holding to the eighth seed, which is great, they only have to rely on John Moran, um, Dylan Brooks. Don't get me wrong, they're great and all, but they just can't do it all alone. Like, 
um, Jaron Jackson was scoring about over 17 points. He was the, one of the main players there, and having him um, just really hurt him back because right now they won today. They're one and three in, in this NBA bubble currently, but with the uh, way teams behind them are playing, they could be out of the puff race in a hurry of the eighth seed. Jaron Jackson, who do you ever beat? No, but we're giving a lot of publicity to this guy. But but who? But Jared Jackson Jr. You gotta remember, John mm-hmm. Morant's a rookie, and Dylan Brooks signed like a two-year, thirty million dollar contract. All right, so yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, look, Memphis is an interesting team, and and this is this is definitely a blow. Uh, John Morant, I mean, he's just kind of figuring it out, kind of like R.J. Barrett, and we have R.J. Barrett cards available at courtsideheat.com. Just click on shop, and you can get your very own rookie card. Why are you laughing? Great, great promoting. Wasn't, but they, they may not know that we're at courtsideheat.com and we have a shop and we have all of our cards, rookie rated cards, Jordan Fred, cards. I think Fred, this whole time you've just been Dominique Wilkins cards. You've been, been all-star. You've been mentioning more cards than players. That's because oftentimes in the current NBA, the cards are more exciting than most of these players' games. And Jaron Jackson being one of them, Laputz being another. I'd rather sell Laputz James card than actually watch him play, wouldn't you? No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, no. That, yeah, but he's a putz. Okay, so uh, that's where we are. So, look, um, the West in this restart, that final playoff seed is probably the most intriguing thing. Obviously, Portland's doing their thing with Lillard and Mello, and you know they're always kind of they're always under the radar. Okay, and can I just say one thing? Well, we wish you'd say something. Why would Damian Lillard call Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo Anthony, a hall, future Hall of Famer. Please tell me what that man has done besides his Knicks, um, his Knicks team. Well, look, the thing with Carmelo Anthony is Car- Carmelo Anthony is a tough one. I mean, he's definitely a stats compiler, right? Um, he, I mean, he's been what he's always been. When he played at Syracuse, everything ran through him. Obviously, won a national title there. Uh, man, those Denver Nuggets teams with with Mello, man, they were they were on the brink. But it's like Denver kind of knew that you can only get to a certain level with Carmelo, and that's why they were un- you know that's why they were so willing to part with him to to go to the Knicks. Uh, you know, Melo is what he is. He can't play defense. His offensive game is incredibly limited because he, it's not like he could be a complimentary player. Uh, the, the, everything's got to run through him, and if it doesn't run through him, he can't get his offense going, hence why he didn't sign with the Lakers. He didn't sign with the Cavs when uh, Laputz was there. And so, I mean, um, Carmelo's an interesting one because he puts up a ton of stats. Uh, I think the fact that he played for the Knicks is what makes him more relevant than what he is. Now, the Knicks were relevant when Carmelo was there. It just, uh, yeah, he he's a he's an interesting one. I, I, is he a Hall of Famer? I really don't. Uh, but you know, the Hall of Fame has been so watered down and diluted. Maybe that's a, a topic for for a whole podcast really kind of evaluating the people that are that are going into the Hall of Fames. I don't see it, personally. I really don't, but uh, who knows? Yeah, because I don't see either, but 
He's been getting buzz around the NBA bubble. He's been fitting in with um, Damian Lord. But here's the thing. Damian Lord is not going to change his game around his teammates or anything like that because he's going to keep shooting freeze. We already know Lillard's the um, team leader. Carmelo just has to make things work. Do we have Carmelo cards at uh, courtsidekey.com? Uh, click on the shop button? No. Oh, okay. We do not have Carmelo cards, so there you go. Uh, maybe we should get Carmelo cards, but anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting point. It'll be one that'll be debated. He has tons of stats, but, uh, you know, who'd he ever be? Um, Nobody. He might have had a few game winners, but no one really. But, yeah, nothing of, nothing of any value. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I thought you wanted to talk about Carmelo some more. <laughs> no, trust Let's me. go back to the yeah, Phoenix. No, trust time. me. Anybody but Carmelo. Yeah, I mean, look, there's limited guys left to play. So so what do teams have to prepare for now? So let, let's run through some quick hot takes, right? We're not going to get all obnoxious like Stephen A. Smith, but let's break it down. Let's break down. Let's first run with the Suns, right? They are the darling of the restart. We got all the Kobe, Devin Booker stuff. You got Draymond Green, you know, because, you know, why not? Uh, talking about Devin Booker. But, you know, what's what's their what's their chances legit here, Josh? I think they have great chances here. The momentum's on their side. They're 4-0. No, they got Booker and Rubio. And even some rotational players are making an impact, which is very shocking to see the Suns win games, especially having a winning streak. We haven't seen that forever. I think that with the Suns only being like three games behind Memphis, I think they have a real, um, real due chance of being a contender for the eighth. They just got to get past the Spurs and the um, Trailblazers. I think they can do it, but the ways the um, Trailblazers have been playing, they might have a struggle right there, but there's nothing going through my mind. There's no doubt. I believe they can go 8-0 undefeated right through here because here's why. Uh, real quick, uh, I'm going to remind you of that in our segment, the predictions sure to go wrong. So there goes the wrong. entire I'm, I'm season. I'm not wrong. That's it. They're going to end up 4-4 four and four in the restart <laughs> because uh, Josh just declared 8-0. So, guys, uh, bet everything that you own for entertainment <laughs> purposes only on the next four games that the Suns losing. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. But think about it. Um... Teams are already playing for the playoffs because they won't want their players to get injured. So certain teams, even though I should say they end 6-2, and two, maybe those other two teams are still trying to win games. But for the other, for the other two teams, they're already looking for the playoffs. They don't want their players to get hurt. That's what the Suns can capitalize on. Think about with the Pacers. The Pacers are already in the playoffs. That's why they didn't try so hard. That's why the Suns won um, dominantly. All right. Uh, I'll give you all that. Uh, you're amazingly wrong, like normal on some things, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, let's talk about, we touched on earlier, the in- injury to Ben Simmons. So, are the 76ers going to be okay in the postseason if there is no Ben Simmons? And before you answer that, do we have Ben Simmons cards at courtsidekey.com? <laughs> Click on shop. No, we do not. What do we have? Uh... Okay, we so we got like LeBron James cards, Michael Jordan, yeah. very cover for all of that. Yeah, we have David Robinson cards. Yes, the Admiral. Oh, uh, Larry Bird cards. Larry Bird, Larry. John Legend. Stockton cards. John Stockton, Gonzaga fan. 
Um, even we got some retro pa- Patrick Ewing cards. Georgetown Patrick Ewing. <laughs> um, Carl Malone cards. The mailman. We basically got everything, especially... We still have Dennis Rodman cards? Oh, yeah. That's at courtsideheat.com. Just click on shop. Anyway, how are the 76ers going to be if Ben Simmons is not available for the postseason? To be honest, I think I have a rocky postseason. I don't think they're going to be able to last. Because, truth be told, John Bede, yes, he is good... But he needs to have another player by him. Tobias Harris, he's been great, but I don't think he can do it on his own. Someone about Ben Simmons can, he's like the glue of the team. He can keep people together because he's, Ben Simmons is a great passer. Joel Embiid's not a great passer. Tobias Harris is more of a shooter. Al Horford is old. He can still play and everything, but there's only limited stuff you could do with him. I think it's going to be very choppy, and I think. Everything's gonna fall apart. Well, think about think about the team they had last year. You know, at one point you had um, was it last year that they had JJ Redick? Uh, I believe so. Somewhere. So right. you had Ben Simmons, JJ Redick, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Al Horford. How do you still lose? Great question. And let's remind everybody, last year was Toronto's year that sent the 76ers home off of Kyle Leonard's clutch shot. Like, where it hit the basket up and down a few times, just popped on in. That wasn't clutch, that was luck. It was still awesome. You have to Off admit, of who shot? Uh, Kyle Leonard. That was Kyle Leonard that hit that. Alright, keep going with, uh, I think you're wrong. Keep going with, uh, Simmons. I think I'm right. Here, while I'm talking about Simmons, how do you Google that? Actually, I know I'm right. I remember that play vividly. Yeah, I remember. You're right. Go ahead. Okay. I think... I think right now... Because uh, I believe they're... Are they in the puffs? 76ers? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I saw. So right now... We'll just have to see right now. These last five or six games, how many are left they have... Their main priority now is just not letting anybody else get hurt because let's just say Tobias Harris or one of their players get hurt. It's not going to go well because then you're going to be down two pieces. Joel Embiid hurt a lot, but, I mean, Ben Simmons hurt a lot. Imagine if you lose um, Embiid. That won't help at all. So now your strategy will have to be strategize for the postseason, make sure no one gets hurt. That has to be it. Yeah, right on. I mean, look, it's, time's going to tell. We're going to see. I mean, even if he does come back, he's not going to be 100%. A dislocated kneecap just sounds gnarly on the surface, right? I mean, Rex Chapman's entire career ended off a dislocated ankle. That was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life outside of the Joe Theismann injury. And, um, yeah, so right on. Look, it's about putting the ball in the basket. And from last year to this year, no Jimmy Butler, no J.J. Redick, no Ben Simmons. Right, huge difference, huge makeup. This is going to be more of a blue collar team. We're going to see, right? But the truth of the matter is, they got a lot less playmaking, a lot less ball handling, and a lot less scoring. And it's just the way it is. All right, <laughs> on to the segment we've all been waiting for. No, and that's not courtsideheat.com/slash/shop. It is predictions. Sure, two. Go 
wrong. Okay, so, but even before we start, yes. I know I'm going to get humiliated with all these picks. Yes. So, Josh, um, talk to me about the games that you were wrong about last week. Okay, so just give a list. I was wrong about the Bucks against next Bucks against Nets game. I, I had the Nets. Go ahead. <laughs> I was wrong about the Mavs against Suns. I had the Suns. And I was wrong about the Bucks against the Rockets. Uh, I had the Rockets. So, yeah, prediction sure to go wrong. Josh, 0 for 3. I hope you guys out there went 3 for 0 and made a ton of cash. But it's not my fault. The Bucks are better than the Nets. No Katie, no Kyrie, no Spencer did witty. Okay, if you ever say no Spencer Dinwiddie to me again, thinking that's going to shit, it's like we spent three minutes on Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, you know, come on. But he is a somebody on the team. Oh, my gracious. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, matchups to look out for this upcoming sesh. Lay it on us. We got uh, your three top games, your top picks. Sure to go wrong. Tell us. Lay it on me. I know well, if I pick a winner, it's going to be the opposite. But here we go. The first one would be Clippers against the Nets. I'm taking the Clippers all day because you got Kawhi. You got PG-13. And are those the only two good players? But, yeah, besides those two, um, I think the Clippers can hold on. I think the Clippers have so much talent. But it's the Nets. So I think they're going to beat the Nets out in dominant fashion. All right, so yes, Nets will win. All right, matchup number two, you have the Bucks versus the Mavs. That's a tough one. You got Giannis against Luka. Well, they're not really matched up against each other. Though. Well, no, but still, like, stats and everything. And it's probably going, um, like, Luka against Bucks defense and Giannis against Mavs defense. I'm taking... The Mavs all day. Woo, Giannis is going to go off for a career high, <laughs> and the Bucks will stomp the gutless Dallas Cubans in a big fashion. We have, we have Luka Doncic and Chris Bob Porzingis. All right. So in our last one, the not Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, Kevin Dutworth, Trailblazers versus your not Dr. J, Moses Malone, Maurice Cheek, 76ers. Who do you got? I got the Blazers all day because I don't think the 76ers are going to be able to deliver. And I am taking the 76ers in a big fashion. Not only do they spank the gutless, spineless, go-nowhere, choking Blazers, uh, the 76ers make a statement game. I'm going to throw an extra one in there on you uh, Saturday. Uh, I, just, I just think the Suns, they're on a roll right now. They're feeling it. Uh, role players, everybody's contributing. I think they take the heat. Uh, tomorrow, please do not make a prediction on the game because we want the Suns to yeah, win. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go with uh, the Heat. Yeah, well, you do have a Dwayne Wade jersey for whatever reason. <laughs> All right. So, look, uh, over the weekend, what else you want to look for over the weekend? I think over the weekend, we'll, of course, be looking at the 76ers. Look, I think um, some of them, of course, would be at the Grizzlies because... Truth be told, a lot of teams right now are playing, uh, preparing for the playoffs, so it is going to be getting boring this next few games for like the Bucks, um, Celtics, and all those other teams because they're already looking for the playoffs. But for the teams that are below the Grizzlies that have a fighting chance, I think that's something to look out for. I know we've been stressing the Suns a lot, but do not sleep on the Suns. 
this bubble has been crazy so far, and the Suns have been doing massive things. See, I totally disagree with you. Um, with the exception of the putts and the Lakers, I think that uh, all teams are going out, and I think they care a great deal because momentum plays a big part. I still think we're going to see load management. I still think you're going to see guys running at about 60% as far as minutes played uh, than what we would normally see them under normal conditions. Uh, but championship-winning coaches uh, are, are going to try to find that rhythm. And there are teams that need that rhythm bad right now. The Rockets being one. The consistency of the Bucks being one. Right? Even Laputz and the Lakers. I mean, he hasn't gotten it going. And, look, I'm all for that. I'd love to see him lose in the, in the first round. But that's just me being a fan. Uh, but these teams need to find their legs. And the only way to do that is by playing some consistent minutes. So I think you're just a little bit off in the sense you're saying they don't care. I, I think they don't necessarily care about the win-loss. They want to come out of it healthy, and they want to come out of it with some momentum. But I think we got a great weekend of basketball. I think we got some killer matchups. We got things actually on the line, which actually makes basketball exciting when there's something on the line there. And I'm looking forward to coming back here Monday. We got a brand new segment. We're going to call it Old School. Uh, on, is it Monday or is it Tuesday? On uh, Monday. Monday. So uh, prediction sure to go wrong. Uh, we will uh, go back to uh, probably me being undefeated and Josh doing what he does best, going winless. And we're going to introduce a new segment. We're going to wrap up uh, the weekend for you guys. We're going to touch on everything, what happened, what didn't happen, what they didn't talk about that happened. Did the bubble burst for somebody? <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> and that, and if we haven't mentioned, and I don't know if we have, uh, Josh, uh, where would they find your shop? At CourtsideHeat.com. CourtsideHeat.com. And in the menu, just click shop. Shop to your little heart's content. <laughs> you right? love promoting. Absolutely. And look, guys, stay on the social media. Stay on the website. Courtside Heat NBA on Instagram. Courtside Heat on everything else from Twitter, Facebook, and Parlor. Uh, we're also on Tumblr, too, um, for the uh, six of you left on Tumblr. <laughs> Thank you for following us. Uh, and, and there's that. So let's gear up. Let's buckle in. Uh, have a great weekend of basketball. Josh, any final words that you want to lay to the plebs? I'm just hoping that none of my predictions choke and that I can actually win one out of three of them. Guys, we'll see you on Monday night, Tuesday morning, Courtside Heat Podcast, and one last time for the best in sports collectibles, courtsideheat.com slash shop. We'll see you on the other side.